0: Hey guys, we're so excited to share this message with you on the Center Set podcast. My name is Ethan and I lead worship here at Center Set. We'd love for you to download our app so that you can keep up with all that is happening in our community. Text Center Set to seven seven nine seven seven 77 to download. What is up church? Who is excited for church today? Come on. Uh, if you're new, my name is Ali. My beautiful wife and I, we started CenterSet three years ago with a simple dream. We wanted to create a church. Listen, and not only Christians could passionately grow in their faith, but unchurched people could come and explore their faith. Yeah. So if you're new to CenterSet or you're new to faith, this is, this is a place where you're going to be encouraged, right. challenged, and inspired. And we are in a collection of talks titled Spiritual Gym. And we're going through this book, kind of pulling out chapters, right. applying it to our life called uh, Celebration of Discipline. What are the 10 disciplines? What are the 10 practices of faith? That are pathways to Jesus. And let me just give you a caveat. We don't worship the pathways. We don't celebrate that we're really good at the pathways. Like for example, if I get on a bike and I'm riding to Jesus, I don't jump off the bike and then hug the bike. Right. You get off the bike and you will go hug Jesus. The pathway, the discipline is the thing that gets you to Jesus. You don't mm-hmm. celebrate that you're good at the pathway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're, this is week three, Spiritual Gym. If you have your Bible, go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter four, starting at verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Someone say day by day. Day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. I want to speak around this idea, the meditation habit. Mm -hmm. The meditation habit. Uh, let's pray before we begin. Thank you God so much for what you're doing in this faith community. God, speak to us today. Transform us today. We want to leave this place looking more like you, talking more like you. And if you believe it, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Uh, I believe everyone operates with faith. Whether you know it or not, everybody operates with faith. It is being sure of what we hope for, uh, certain of what is unseen. and Everyone operates with faith. Let me prove it to you. We all have ideas about what tomorrow is going to bring. We, either we hope it's going to be a good day or you hope it's gonna, you think it's going to be a bad day. But that's faith. That's what hope is. That's what faith is. You're hoping what it's going to be. And some of you hoping you get a promotion, hoping you get a job. Some of you single people, you're hoping you meet the, the special someone. Isn't it funny the way that married people meet someone? And they go, hi, nice to meet you. And single people are like, hi, I do. I mean, nice to meet you. They're always wondering, is this the person? Because you got hope. Uh, the, it was the great manufacturer, Henry Ford, that says, either you think you can or you can't. Either way, you're right. What he's saying, everyone's got faith. Either You don't have good faith or bad faith, but everyone operates in faith. And faith, listen, begins with a thought. Mm. Thoughts lead to actions. Actions lead to words, and words lead to habits. And you and I are products of habits. You, we are what we do daily because that determines who we become permanently. Practice doesn't make perfect. It makes permanent. So either you define your habits or your habits will define you and faith and habits listen they both begin with this idea your thought process if you don't believe me read me read with me proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 says for as he thinks in his heart so is he you are what you think right. which means if you don't like who you are you got to change the way you think right. about yourself and today's a great day to start thinking about what you're thinking about And so many Christians, they don't live the victorious life. They don't walk in victory because they haven't conquered this idea. You have to control your thoughts. You have to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And so often Christians, we try to change the way we talk. We try to change who we hang out with. We try to change our behavior. You need to go to the root. Faith and your habits have a root. It is your thought process. Which is why today's talk is so powerful. You need to understand the power of meditation. You need a meditation habit. And meditation is this big idea, this small idea that just you're getting alone with God. Yeah. You're, you're spending alone time with God, thinking about God. You're reading the scriptures, but then you're pondering them you're reflecting on them you're, you're uh, the same way that cow chews on grass yeah. and then it swallows it and then it spits it up and keeps chewing the cow is meditating on the grass Christians need to meditate on scripture and right. there's this big confusion because I've been a Christian for 15 years I've never in my life heard a sermon on meditation mm-hmm. yeah I'm going to show you today again and again and again in the scriptures God wants us to meditate on his word not just read his word not just read it and put it away but to think about it right. to reflect upon it To meditate on. Let me give you some definitions of meditation. Meditation, deep meditation is deep thinking on the truths of spiritual realities revealed in scripture for the purpose of understanding application and prayer. Dude, that is deep. Let me make it even simpler. Meditation is this by a man named Thomas Kemper, one of the early church fathers, says meditation is a familiar relationship with Jesus. Mm. A familiar relationship. See, meditation has a who and has a what. The who is you're meditating with Jesus. And what are you meditating on? You're meditating on Scripture. See, when you're meditating, you're, you're meditating with someone. Jesus, what does the Scripture mean? Jesus, what, is, what does this apply to my life? And if I can give you a center set definition, of course, i going to give you one. It's, it's to mind your mind. See, scripture is you're thinking about what you're thinking about, that you're getting along with God, that you're thinking about the scriptures, you're med- You're chewing on them, you're, you're reflecting, you're pondering, and you're, you're controlling your thoughts. God, what does this verse mean? You're minding your mind. And Christians always ask, Pastor, how do I change? How, do, how am I transformed? Is it through serving? Is it through giving? Is it by coming to church every Sunday? Is it going through growth track? It's all of those things. And you should go to growth track today, 5 o'clock, after service, growth track. But the scriptures make it clear. You and I are transformed by the renewing of our mind. It always begins with our thoughts. Read with me Romans chapter 12, starting at verse 2. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. That word renewing is the word replenish, to restore. It literally means to bring back to its original state. And it's so powerful that that God wants to refresh you, replenish you, and bring your mind back to its original state. Why? Because then you'll know what God's will is. How does that happen? He, He changes the way you think. Hey, God's thoughts are different than our, right. our thoughts. The, the way that our culture handles marriage and divorce and raising kids is very diametrically opposed to the way that Jesus does. And often we have this tension, I want to do it my way. I want to do it the way that Kim Kardashian does it. I want to do it the way that, that the celebrities do it or the way that I see on the movies, on Disney movies. And God says, I want it done this way. And what do you do when you have conflict with the scriptures? You meditate on the, the word of God. You don't just read it. You think about it. Why does God want me to do this? Yeah. And it's that, that wrestling with the scriptures that it begins to change you. begins to be- change the way you think and you see the world differently and you begin to see it through the worldview of Jesus. That everything is done through the lens of the cross. Right. That there's a one who died for you, the one who saved you and it's he's the center of our lives. And when you do that, then you begin to see his will. Then you begin to understand His will. That's when you begin to understand your purpose. You can be in a job that you think is pointless, Mm -hmm. but there's purpose in that job. That means when you're going through suffering and pain, God brings purpose out of the pain. You're not just going through things, but God takes all things for the good of the... you, You will never have that mindset until you meditate on Scripture. And it's not just... In the New Testament. See, the prayer habit, the meditation habit is even in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Read with me Genesis chapter 24. It says, He went out to a field one evening to, what's that word say with me? Meditate. Meditate. And who's the heath? Is this man named Isaac. See, Abraham, God had revealed himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. Isaac is the son of promise. Abraham had him when he was 100 years old that, that the Savior of the world would come through Isaac. And Isaac is out in the field and he looked up and he saw camels approaching. The very next verse talks about how he sees his, wife, his, his future wife, Rebecca. All you single people that are swiping left on Tinder, if you want a spouse, all you got to do is stop and meditate and you will find your spouse. If it happened for Isaac, it will happen for you. But what about a dude named Joshua. Steps into a new leadership role. Anybody uh, looking for a new job. Anyone looking for a new opportunity. Anyone have to plan and pivot their business. You can't make money in 2021 the way you did in 2019. You, need, you have new responsibilities. Maybe you were single two years ago. Now you're married. You don't just take care of yourself. You're taking care of someone else. You have new responsibilities. Joshua has a new calling. He is now leading Israel. And he's freaking out. And some of you are stepping into a new role of leadership. New roles of responsibility. How are you going to find success? God gives you the answer. Or watch this in Genesis chapter, or Joshua chapter 1. Keep the book of the law, which is the scriptures, always on your lips. Say that word with me. Meditate. Meditate. You need a meditation habit on it day and night. Not just on Sundays, but day by day. So that you may be careful to do everything that's written in it. Then, someone say then. then. You will be prosperous and successful. So when you read the scriptures, you don't just put it aside and not think about it ever again. You think about it. You ponder it. You reflect on it. You meditate. You wrestle with God over Why did you say this, God? Mm, And when you do that, you're being renewed day by day. You're being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Look what it says in Psalm 6.63. On my bed I remember you. Mm. I think of you through the watches of the night. You know what Americans do? We, 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 we do TikTok in the middle of the night. We, we do Instagram stories. We don't meditate on Scripture. Yeah. We've lost the meditation habit. And often we wonder why we're not transformed. Going to church won't transform you, right. it's a good thing. Right. Going to a group, listen, it, it may help you find community, but it doesn't trans- The primary way that you and I are transformed is when we meditate on God. You need a meditation habit. Look what it says in Psalm 119. My eyes stay open through the watches of the night that I may, say that word with me, meditate on your promises. When is the last time you slow down to meditate on the word of God? See, this is the practice that Jesus did. He was criticized. He was ridiculed. He, for three years, the haters hated on Jesus. They threatened his life. How did he find the resilience not to quit? How did he find the courage not to give up? How did he not get burnt out? So many young Christians are serving and then they get burnt out. Jesus had a practice where he would retreat and then he return. He would retreat and spend alone time and he'd meditate with God. Listen, in, in Genesis, in, in Matthew chapter 4, when Satan comes and tests him three times, mm. all three times Jesus responds with Scripture. Yeah. But it's key that you understand this. He responded every time with the book of Deuteronomy. Mm. Most theologians believe Jesus wasn't just reading Deuteronomy. He was memorizing it. No, good. The entire book. And he had been me- meditating on this word for 40 days so that when the, Satan came, he knew exactly what you need. If Jesus needed a meditation habit, listen, you, need, you and I need it. Right. And I can give you example after example where Jesus would pull away. and med- Let me give you one of them. Matthew chapter 14, verse 13. When Jesus heard what had happened, let me give you the context. His cousin, his brother from another mother, John the Baptist, has just been beheaded. This is the dude he grew up with. This is a dude he, ate, he watched Disney Plus with. That they would share chips and peanuts and now his best, one of his closest relatives is dead. When he, he withdrew by a boat privately to a solitary place. See most Christians, when they're hurting, they go to Netflix. When they're hurting, they go eat food. When they're hurting, they go do drugs. When Jesus was hurting, he modeled for us. The way that you recharge, the way that you refill your tank is you get alone with God. And you meditate. You need a meditation habit. So my question for you this morning, church, is what's preventing you from getting alone with God? See, some of you think, oh, I'm going to do this in the car. Or I'm going to do this in the shower. Or I'm going to do this when I'm putting my... After I put my kids up, By the end of the day, you're exhausted and tired. What's preventing us? See, the, the theologian Carl Jung said this. He said, hurry is not of the devil. It is the devil. See, most of you don't realize this. Let me put this on the screen. If the devil can keep you busy in the flesh, he can keep you lazy in the spirit. Wow, come on. See, some of you are, are, are busy chasing a career and you're, you're lazy chasing your calling. You're, you're busy chasing a spouse, but you're lazy chasing your savior. You're busy chasing money instead of lazy chasing treasures in heaven. You are busy chasing a career, but you are lazy chasing and building the kingdom of God. Busyness is not of the devil, it is the devil. And if Satan can keep you busy in the flesh, he will keep you lazy in the spirit. You need to learn the practice of slowing down and reading the scriptures and reflecting and pondering and meditating on them. You need a meditation habit, which is why I love today's scripture. Let me read you 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It begins, Therefore we do not lose heart. I love that it begins like this. You know who's writing this? Paul. And often on Instagram, with our influencers and Christians and pastors. And they, they have these beautiful quotes of like, on a mountaintop or they're in a Starbucks. Hongwei is writing this from a prison cell. Huh. Let me tell you what prison cells look like in the first century. Because this is not American, three meals a day prison cells with a bathroom and a toilet and a bed and sheets and a blanket and clothes. He's in a hole in the ground. And there's no bathroom. You, 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 you go number two and number one in that hole. So you're surrounded by your own excrement. And the only hole is a hole to breathe in a little bit of sunlight. Wow. And if someone doesn't put food in the hole, you don't eat. Wow. And Paul, is, he's not writing this letter through his hands because his hands are in chains. He's speaking through the hole. Wow. Encouraging Christians, do not lose heart. Anyone can say do not lose heart from a Wi-Fi, air-conditioned Starbucks. But well, can you say those words from a prison cell? Yeah. And Paul is writing those words, trying to encourage us. Don't lose heart. I know coronavirus is hard. I know some of you had to wear a mask for a few weeks, and some of you had to be in home watching Netflix. Oh, boohoo, first world problems. Listen, do not lose heart. Let's get serious about our faith for a second now. Yeah. This, these are first world problems. Right. I'm sorry you had to door dash a meal to your house. Yeah. You couldn't eat out at Santa Road with your friends. Oh, boohoo, come on. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about it. Though we are outwardly, we are wasting away. Yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. I saw something this last week that I never saw before. Go back to that previous verse. It's crazy. What Paul is doing, what he would do is he would, he would start a church, and then he'd, like a year or a year and a half later, he'd leave. And he started church after church in the book of Acts, like 13 churches he started. The longest place he stayed at was a a church in Ephesus. Mm. He stayed there 18 months. Mm. And then what Paul would do, he wouldn't just like abandon that church. He would write letters Mm. to that church. So which is so interesting because he wasn't physically present, but he still had spiritual authority. Mm. See, some of you haven't come to church in months. You haven't physically been in the same room as me. But listen, the scriptures are speaking this idea that even though you and I are not in the same room, I'm still your pastor. I can still speak into your life. Don't quit. Don't walk away from the faith. Even though I'm not physically present, I still got spiritual authority in your life. If Paul did it with his churches, I can do it with Center Set. And I love that Paul is encouraging us. He's speaking life into us, saying don't quit, don't give up. And he says these words, says though yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Someone say day by day. Day by day. This word renewed is the same word in Romans chapter 12. Mm. How are we being renewed by the renewing of our mind? It's this meditation habit. Like either you control your thoughts or your thoughts will control you. Yeah, and then he says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory. Some of you are, are going through real pain. You just lost a loved one. You lost a business. And it feels like a big and heavy pain. And Paul, the dude who's in prison, saying in light of eternity, it's light and momentary. Yeah. So we fix our eyes not as, on not what is seen, But what is unseen, since since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. What he's trying to get into your heart and spirit this morning is you cannot see tomorrow with your physical eyes. You cannot see the future with your physical. So you got to close your physical eyes and you got to see it with your mind. This is why you need to mind your mind. You need to meditate on the scriptures because Paul's writing these words from a prison cell saying even though the world around me is suffering, is collapsing, I'm in prison, I'm in pain, I'm in setbacks, but I'm seeing the world through Christ and he's renewing me. I'm getting stronger day by day. Someone say day by day. Day day. Some of you need to practice this. When the world around you is collapsing, you've lost a job, you lost a loved one, maybe you lost your business. You don't freak the freak out. You get along with God. You recluse. You need a meditation habit and you're going to see the world differently yeah. you, that's how god changes you he doesn't do it in a moment right. he doesn't do it in a microwave right. he does it slow and small someone say slow and small, slow and small. see we think faith is big and fast mm-hmm. meditation habit some of you're gonna practice this this week and then you're call me the next week i did it pastor alley nothing changed <laughs> but you gotta do it day by day yeah see faith is not big and fast it's small and slow we're obsessed with big and fast so we go from a one-bedroom apartment to two to a condo to a house we this is why guys do curls because they want big curls this is why girls do squats i'm not even go there but bigger and better is is what we're all about we want a bigger paycheck bigger biceps and bigger you know what why because we are obsessed with bigger and then we're also obsessed with fast. Why do Honda Civics need to go to 140 miles an hour? You're never going to go past 65 because we're obsessed. Even small cars with fast. We, want, we don't want 4G. We want 5G. 100 speed in megabytes a second. We want gigabytes a second because we're obsessed. We yell at our microwave. We get upset when Chick-fil-A does not give our food in five minutes because we are obsessed with bigger and faster. And we bring that mentality to Christianity. And we meditate once and we're like, nothing happened. Listen, God does things slow and small. Mm. Let me give you an example. He always begins small. He doesn't give you a tree. He gives you a seed. Everything that God gives you, gives you a seed. He doesn't give you a wedding. He gives you a date. Some of you people praying for a wedding, stop praying for a wedding. Pray for a first date (laughs) because he starts small. He doesn't give you a teenager. He gives you a baby. He doesn't give you a big church. He gives you eight people on a couch Mom. who pray for revival. He always starts small. Read with me with G- the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 17. Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, a mustard seed is the smallest seed. Right. Yet when you plant it, it becomes one of the biggest trees because it's not the size of your faith that matters. It's the object of your faith. Right. And this is the power of meditation. It's a small thing. It's something you do for a few minutes every day. You think about the, the scriptures. You meditate on them. And you're like, I don't see anything happening. This is a, That's how God works. It's you do it day by day. And a small thing, it's going to make a big thing in your faith. It's going to produce big transformation. So you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. It is not the size of your faith that matters. It is the object of your faith. For example, if I'm on a boat and I throw the anchor over the, the edge, it doesn't matter if the anchor have a, have a big anchor or a small anchor. Yeah. It does not matter if it's a strong anchor or a weak anchor. Yeah. All that matters is what is that anchor attached to. It is attached to a rock. And even though that boat may be in a storm, it will not move. It will be stabilized. <laughs> Can I encourage you today? Yeah. You don't need sexy faith. You don't need big faith. You don't need bold faith. You have seen a faith that's attached to Jesus. And if your marriage goes through a storm, if your finances go through a storm, if your emotional health goes through a storm, because you're attached to Him, because He's the object of your faith, you're going to get through it. That's how meditation works. It's little by little. It's small. It begins small, but it also goes slow. Someone say, slow. Some of you need to learn this word slow in 2021. God tried to slow you down in 2020. And as soon as everything's opened up, you're, you're waxed and waxed ready for summer. You're going super fast again. You need to slow down. You need to realize that faith is small and slow. And when you read the scriptures, the people of God, they would wait and they would wait for the promise. And sometimes they didn't get it. Read, read with me Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13. All these people, who is he talking about? He's talking about the Hall of Fame of Faith. They are still, were still living by faith when they died. Mm. They did not receive the things that were promised. Wow. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. What you've got to realize is these people, these Hall of Fame of Faith, these, these warriors, these, these models for us, they had an encounter with God. They had a relationship with God, and God promised them amazing things, but they never saw it. Mm. Which means our faith is not based on the promise. It's based on the promise giver. Mm. See, some of you are waiting on something. Some of you are going to try meditation. It's not going to happen. It doesn't happen overnight. Breakthrough (laughs) is not a a one-time thing. It's a daily thing. And when you're in a season of suffering, when you have setbacks and life is not going the way you want, keep going back to Jesus. Keep meditating. It's small and slow. And he gives you a perspective that you are not your bank account. You are not what the scale says. You're not not what your job says. You're not the the state of what is happening around you. You are who Jesus is. And it's in that place when you have a meditation effort that you are transformed. See, some of you need to realize you want this big and fast faith. Faith is small and it's slow. And some of you, you just need a new metaphor for your faith. You need to treat Jesus the way that we treat DMV. And I know that, 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 that some of you hate, I hate the DMV. Some of you go to Center Set and you work at the DMV. Your butt cheeks are clenched right now. Don't worry, I'm not coming for you. I'm just saying the experience at DMV. You are prepared to wait. You show up with a sandwich and an extra battery for your phone because you know you're going to be there all day. Because the last time you were there, you lost your salvation. And this time you're going prayed up. You went to your small group. Hey, guys, I'm going to hell. Pray for me. that come out. Come alive. Because you expect that. I'm not saying God is DMV. He's way better than DMV. But when you go to the DMV, you're prepared to wait. Mm. We need to have that same slowness with our meditation. That it's not going to be fast and easy. It's not going to be big and strong. It's going to be small and slow. It's going to be day by day. Yeah. And little by little, God's going to transform us. Not in one big act, but when I think about the scriptures, yeah. when I reflect on them, when I meditate on them. You need a meditation habit. I'm going to give you three things this morning. How to meditate on the scriptures so that it will transform. If you take a note, let's write this down. Number one, a two-minute meditation. This is so easy literally once a week I'm overwhelmed. We don't have a church building. Sometimes the church is shrinking because so many people have moved away. We haven't met in 57 weeks and we're not regathering. There are times I'm overwhelmed, the pressure of life, how I'm going to raise my kids, how i going to lead my family, lead this church, and I'm overwhelmed with pressure and I stop and I collaborate and I listen. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I close my eyes and for two minutes I just begin to count my breathing. And I become present. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, help. See, meditation is not Eastern meditation. Eastern meditation is I'm detaching myself from the world. I'm emptying my mind. Christian meditation is, yes, I'm detaching myself from pressures, but I'm attaching myself to God. I'm filling my mind with Christ. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear for your rod and your staff they comfort me. You're with me, God. And so often, it's so funny that the world knows these practices. One of the the best-selling books in 2018 was a book called 10% Happier. The Power of Meditation. This is an NBC reporter who who adopted the Eastern meditation of Buddhism, of meditation. It is a Christian practice, dude. Apple, if you have an Apple Watch, I used to have one. Every day, five, six times a day, it tells you, beep, 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 breathe. Why? Because they know there's power in slowing down and being present. But we are not just meditating physically. We are doing something physical that's supernatural. Because we're slowing down and counting our breathing for two minutes. But we're inviting the Spirit of God to come in. Yeah. We're slowing down and saying, God, I, I can't do this. I need you. And every time I slow down, every time I call on his name, he meets me there. Right. Some of you need to realize that life is too, there's too much pressure to do life alone. And sometimes we're overwhelmed and you just need to slow down to a two-minute meditation. Number two, if you're taking notes, is this, is scripture meditation. Scripture meditation. I love this quote from the theologian Thomas Watson. He said, The reason we come away so cold from reading the Word is because we do not warm ourselves at the fire of meditation. Mm. Don't just read the scriptures. Memorize the scriptures. Yeah. How do you meditate on something you have it Memorized. Therefore, uh, we offer our bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. I, there are chapters and verses that when I'm under pressure, I just recite and I meditate on that, 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 that just help me. You will never understand the living word until it becomes, the, you will never understand the, the written word until it becomes the living word. Yeah. When God speaks to you, one of my life verses in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 27, that Abraham, that Moses, not fearing the Pharaoh, went and, and into the wilderness went and, and obeyed God when when he was not afraid of the king that verse I can't tell you I was a 30 year old it just spoke to me I kept reading it reading it and then God uses it you need to do that with scripture that you keep reading it and, and then God begins to speak to you not when you read the scriptures and leave when you read it you meditate on it and you memorize it you need scripture mem- mem- uh, memorization let me let me do this together in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, it says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And often what I would do when I'm meditating on a scripture, memorizing it, is I'll begin to make it mine. I'll read it again and again and again until it's in my heart, it's in my spirit, I have it memorized. And then I begin... Make it mine. Come to me, Allie, because I know you're weary and burdened. Because meditation is, has a who and a what. I'm meditating with Jesus. I'm meditating what on the scriptures. And I, I make it mine. Jesus is saying this. Allie, I know you're weary and burdened. Mm-hmm. Allie, I'm going to give you rest. Allie, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Stop stressing out. Stop worrying. Stop carrying the church and your family on your back. For I'm gentle and humble in heart, Allie. You will find rest for your soul when you come to me, Ali. Ali, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And some of you, you fail to have that conversation with Jesus because you haven't memorized the scriptures. You just read them. You need a meditation habit. Third one is this. If you're taking notes, a posture meditation. A posture meditation see the many uh, social scientists they they, they say this that if I have a work computer and I'm trying to write a book I need a separate writing computer Mm -hmm. because your your brain it just triggers when you change your location you change your posture when you're in a different spot your brain becomes more creative Mm -hmm. the same is true with God that the same place that you do life and work you need a different solitary space where your posture is different, the location is different, the, the place is different, so you can connect with God. But even, it's not just the location guys, it's the posture. There are different postures that, it's an inward posture of my heart, but I'm doing it physically to show what's happening in my heart. that the, one of the postures I love is the prostrate posture, where, you, where you're on your ground. When's the last time you got on the ground? And you just ask God to speak to you. You receive something different when you're on the ground. Another posture is when you're on your knees. When's the last time you prayed here? Say, God, I I need to hear from you. God, I'm calling out to you. There's also the posture where where you're sitting down. Imagine there's a chair here. Another posture is when when you're standing. Some of us read the scriptures sitting down. Some of you, sometimes you just need to stand to connect with God. The other posture is hands raised. It's a position of your heart god i'm i'm surrendering to you the other posture is your hands extended the scriptures tell us to extend our hands to god it's complete surrender one of my favorite postures in, in the book, Richard Foster, he talks about palms up, palms down, palms up, palms down. We're going to do this as a church in a moment. Let me explain to you. Palms down, you begin with your palms facing down. You, you're letting go of anxiety. You're letting go of stress. You're letting go of fear of how you're going to pay the bills, where you're going to get a job, when, when you're going to get married. You say, God, I'm releasing it, palms down. And you're literally doing this as a posture of faith. Say, God, I'm releasing it to you. But then it's palms up. God, I need your grace. God, I need your strength today. God, I need your Holy Spirit. God, I can't do life without you. God, I need you. Palms down, palms up. Palms down, palms up. Let's, let's pray. God, thank you so much for what you're doing in our lives. God, as a church, we, we do palms down. If you're watching from home or if you're in the room, just do palms down. God, we, we're overwhelmed with life, God. You say, come to me all you are weary and burdened. God, we're, God, there are unforgiveness that we carry in our hearts. A brother hurt us, a dad hurt us, a friend hurt us, a boyfriend hurt us. We've been carrying it. God, we lost a job and we're angry at our boss. God, it doesn't feel fair that some friends are getting married and we're not. God, I'm in my 20s and I still don't know what I need to do. I'm, I'm, I'm burdened. God, I'm in my 30s and my and I still don't have direction. Life is hard sometimes, God. God, I'm in my 40s. I'm married and I lost my job. I don't know what to do. God, I just lost a loved one. I'm overwhelmed. Palms down. I'm letting it go to you, God. But now I'm putting my palms up. Everyone put your palms up. God, I need your grace today. God, I need your spirit today. God, I need your empowerment today. I can run to drugs. I can run to alcohol I can run to Netflix I can run to food but God I want to learn like Jesus he he got alone and he came to you in a solitary place and he asked for you, you to give him strength I can't get through my Monday without you I can't even get through Walmart without you Jesus I can't even get through the DMV without you Lord God fill me with your spirit fill me with your strength I need a meditation habit I pray for everyone who can hear the sound of my voice God that you'd speak to them which one of these practices do they need to begin in their life? Which one of these practices do they need to establish? Because if you don't define your habits, your habits will define you. I pray, Lord, for our church that we develop this meditation habit, that we would slow down. Because if the devil could keep us busy in our flesh, we will be lazy in the spirit. And everybody said... I and mean, if you're watching from home, I want to pray a special prayer for you. Some of you, uh, it's your first time at church, or maybe you've been coming to church for a while and you've been hearing this tug and feeling this tug on your heart that God loves you. He has a plan for you. Do you know that Jesus came not to give us a book, not to give us spiritual practices? He came to die for us on a cross. That was his purpose in coming, to, to pay our penalty of sin. And Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship with this living God. And it's so easy to receive it. You just receive it by faith if you believe that Jesus is God that you believe that he's a sinless and sinless Savior that he died on a cross but the good news is he came back to life if you believe that and want to start a relationship with Jesus so that you can speak to him day by day so you can meditate on his word day by day you just receive it by faith we just bow your heads and close your eyes thank you Jesus for leaving heaven for me thank you Jesus that the gospel says that you lived a sinless life that you died on a cross for my sin But you didn't stay dead Jesus, you came back from the dead. You defeated death, you defeated hell, and you defeated the grave. Now I can have a relationship with God. I can meditate on his scripture. I can talk to him about it. He can order my steps and direct me. I can do life with you now. If that was you this morning and you received Christ, we would love to give you these resources. They're free, a book called Following Jesus and a New Testament Bible. We want nothing from you. We want a gift for you. If that was you, just text CS Jesus, the word CSJESUS to 97000. Or if you don't want to text, go to centerset.ch connect. Fill out the connect card. We'd love to help you on the spiritual journey. We want nothing from you. Let me just quickly pray for our offering and tell you as a church, we are this close to getting our own building crazy we right now we're doing church at 5 p.m at true hope church this building right now but there's a church a block away from santana called true marks st mark's church we did their church two and a half years ago that church is now dead and it's gone and they have four members and they're debating and praying if they should sell the building or they should rent it to us can you pray with me that they would give it to us but more important than that, we're asking our, our faith community, about 80, 80 of you every month give financially to Center Set. Could you pray about giving through reoccurring giving? When you give reoccurring, it does two things. It allows us to intelligently plan for the future, but allows us as a church to step into kingdom opportunities like this. This is a kingdom opportunity. So let's pray for the offering and pray for that building, amen. God, thank you so much that any door that you open, no man can shut doesn't matter what their plans are God it matters what what are your plans is this the blessing is this the gift that you have for us if it is God we want to receive it God I just pray for those who call this church home those who give those who serve that give and we're so grateful that you give but God could you speak to them that, that maybe they would give through reoccurring giving that allow this church to plan intelligently and step into kingdom opportunities more freely through the gospel God, we we love you. We thank you so much for this church that allows us to meet at night. But we're praying and believing that there's something more that you have for us. That maybe it's St. Mark's Church. We're praying and believing in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Love you, church. See you at 5 p.m.